Hey there, and welcome to the First Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We're honored you've chosen to join us today. In a few moments, Senior Pastor Alan Miller will launch into this week's teaching. Before that, though, we'd like to encourage you to also check out our website, firstmissionary.net, where you can find out more about what the Lord is doing in our local body and how you can get involved. Now here's Alan with this week's teaching. and meditate upon where we've been and where we are, all I can do is just say, wow, my mind is absolutely blown. You know, and to think that it all began right here. Uh, well, actually, it began on a, on a napkin in a restaurant in Murray about 15 years ago when I sat down with three of our church leaders. I, I had just preached a revival at a little country church in Graves County, and that little church had, had built an entrance onto the front of their church with restrooms and I just thought it'd be a great idea for our church to do that and, and to better accommodate the needs of our people and, and uh, the people to come in the future. And, and, and then from there, the guys uh, went to the church. We put a team together. We began to study and to look at what we could do here. And it wasn't very long uh, that we concluded that we were landlocked. We didn't have the parking for future expansion. Uh, we have an older facility and to, to build here and to expand would be so costly that we just felt like God was leading us to relocate and to uh, build a new facility. And then, about a few months after the church made that tremendous faith decision, Miss Lois Holland passed away. And uh, she and her beloved husband Woodrow uh, left for our church what would be the financial foundation upon which we could, be, which we could build and begin this tremendous faith journey to get where we are today. So I just want to invite you to come along and go with me as I share more with you about what God has done to get us here today. You know, as I pull out of the parking lot right now, there's just one word that comes to my mind. It's the word thankful. I'm just so thankful to God for all the resources and the provision that he's made to to get us to where we're going uh, all the people that he's used uh, people who are even with the lord today uh, i believe if he could give them a glimpse of what's taking place i i just know that their hearts would be thrilled and and the people who've had the gifts and the talents and and the wisdom that, that he's just used just so many people that uh, if i begin to to name all of them there's just too many to name but but God knows, and, and God's ways are tremendous, and they're glorious, and, and they're always gracious. And, and He's just been so good to get us to where we are on what we believe is actually His journey for His church. Uh, driving down the road, as we think about this, you know, you can't relocate unless you have land. And we put a team together to find and to search the land that we would need for, for what we're going to do. And, and lo and behold, it was, you, who, who would ever have thought and dreamt that, that the Marshall County Hospital, having property, uh, would actually end up buying another piece of property from one of our church members uh, and then coming to us and, and offering an opportunity for us to bid on the land that they owned. And I'll never forget Jerry Bennett calling me one day. And in fact, I was driving down this very same road coming the other direction when I received the call from Jerry. And he said, uh, Brother Allen, he said the hospital would like for us to, 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 to submit a bid on, on this property out here by uh, the Methodist Church. 
and uh, I'm like, well, Jerry, when do we need to do this by? And he said, uh, there's going to be an ad that goes in the paper here in about a week, um, and that's when we kind of need to have it together. And I, I, I remember saying to Jerry, I said, Jerry, we're a Baptist church. In a lot of Baptist churches, you can't buy a pencil in a week, let alone buy 18 acres of property. So we just had to, to let that go. And do you know how many people bid on that property, that, that public notice? Do you know how many people bid on that? Zero. Not one single person bid on that property. Then the hospital was able to come to us, deal, uh, deal exclusively with us, uh, give us the time that we needed, and to come up with the financial uh, support that we needed to buy the property. And it's amazing to think here even now that just off the principle of what the Hollands gave to our church, um, I'm sorry, off the interest, never touching the principle, just off the interest, uh, we were able to buy these 18 acres of property, this 18 acres of property, uh, and buy that property and, and, and be debt free and, and to buy that and to have that to, 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 to be ready for our future. You know, also in that whole process, God was growing our church and we had needs there uh, at uh, 100 West 13th Street or the corner of Main and 13th Street there, downtown Benton. And, and we felt like God led us to, to build a youth facility that was called the Summit. And uh, we were able to build that. And over time, we were able to, to end up paying for that. And, and then to be in the position that we are today uh, to come out here and to build this property, uh, build this facility at this property. Now we're starting to drive up on it. And uh, the team that God assembled, uh, the time that was needed, a key decision a few years ago uh, to take some of the money that had been entrusted to us and, and to, uh, to put that toward missions, I believe was one of the keys that really unlocked us uh, and unlocked the door to us being able to move forward to have what we have today. Uh, so I just want you to get a glimpse and to see uh, where we've been uh, and where we are, and I think you're going to enjoy uh, what we have to share today. God bless you, and to God forever be praise and honor and glory. Great things he has done. Wow. I told myself today that uh, a few weeks ago, about eight weeks ago, when we had our first service in this building, uh, I didn't really get to enjoy it. I was so concerned about having everything right and things being in place. And you remember that day, Brother Steve? And, and, and it was a very surreal day, and it just went by so fast. And, and at the end of the day, I, I didn't feel like I ever just took time to stop and to, to be in the present and to really enjoy and to celebrate. When you're always forward thinking, sometimes you can lose sight of the blessing of the present. Several years ago, I'd been at First Missionary maybe two years, and, and I asked the Lord just to begin to instill in us a vision, a vision for the future that would just propel us. 
And I had this banner made, this cheap vinyl banner. And it seemed like God just put in my heart uh, the words of Proverbs. It's Proverbs 29.18. I was afraid I was going to get that wrong if I tried to remember it. Proverbs 29.18. And some of you may remember we hung that in the banner up in the, the rafters of the church. And that stayed there for years and years and years. And it simply says, where there is no vision, the people do what? The people perish. I love some of the other translations of this passage that says, where there is no fresh revelation. Where there is no revelation, the people perish. Which means a sense of God. And a sense of who God is. And a sense of where what God is leading you to do in a sense of where God is taking you into the, the future. That's the vision that the writer of Proverbs speaks about there, where there is no sense of God speaking direction into your life. What are you going to do? You're going to wither up and you're going to die without a sense of purpose. So through the leadership and the guidance of so many wise people, generations before us, generations present, we begin a journey of faith. And I know many people said, I don't think this will ever happen. And there were times I, never, I thought it wouldn't happen. There were times that I was clouded with doubt. But I just kept coming back and saying, God, if it's you, it'll, it'll, it'll do. If it's you, it will go. If it's you, you will do this. And we have no other course or recourse but to trust in you. And that's what we did. We do not believe that we are on this platform today because we did anything. We believe that we are on this platform today and you are where you are today because God has done great things. Amen. And God has done things through us. Just yielded vessels. And that's it. And that's all. And I know this team and even myself. We don't want to begin the process of naming names. And, and we don't want to say this one or that one. Because there's so many others along the way. that, And even you. Even you, your presence here, your support, whatever role God used you, you in, in the past, even when you said it won't happen, I don't think it'll happen in my lifetime. Even God used all of that to put us to our knees and to cause us to pray even harder and even more and to say not by our power and not by our might, but only by the power and the might of the Lord Jesus. But someone once said, it's an old adage that says, you know, if, if you're afraid of not doing anything for everyone, you'll not do anything for no one. We must take a moment here and recognize some vessels that God has used 
in this process in giving praise for them. It is an honor for me to recognize the folks who are on this platform, our construction and relocation team who was nominated by our church, seven couples. And there were reasons why we felt God was saying couples. And there were reasons why we met in homes together. And there was reasons why that the team was assembled the way it worked out and the advisors to the team as well. Danny and Tracy Dyke, and as I read your name, just simply humbly stand, and then um, I'll turn this over to some of you guys. Danny and Tracy Dyke, Jay and Trista Larkin, Trent and Lisa Lovett, Jamie and Tammy McDaniel, Mike and Debbie Morgan, JR and Laura Reynolds, Mike and Pat Wyatt, myself, my wife Emily as advisors, Brother Steve and Leslie Smith, Cody and Bailey Myers, Scott and Amber Clapp. God kind of brought him late to this, but what a tremendous blessing he's been to us over the past year. Cheyenne and Alyssa Koch. And a man who was with me in the restaurant that night, over 15 years ago, when we looked at a napkin, who's been with us the entire time, whose support, whose prayers, whose leadership to this body, whose history long precedes any of anyone else on this platform, we could not have led this church through the administrative, the decision-making, the legal aspect. We could not have done this without the love, the support, and faithfulness of Bobby Rose. In this process, we got to a point where we knew that we needed to centralize our leadership, and we had to appoint about three people who could make decisions, who would not be afraid to make decisions, who could make decisions on the fly, right, wrong, or indifferent. Men who had a sense of vision and purpose. And I would just like to say to everyone here today, that when we begin the process, and there's a, a short uh, little graphic here that Taylor's got. When we begin, this, we begin this process, we spent over a year on just being certain of God's voice and His vision for who we are and what He's called us to do in this community, in this world. We moved from there to trying to get a sense of a budget, and that's what we gave to our general contractors from there, we went to design, to schedule, and if we followed this roadmap, we would arrive at where we are today, and we have, to God be the glory. So these folks can be seated, and those three guys that we had to put in some aspect of charge and trust, and spent probably more time here than anybody else, and I'm going to ask them to stand, and then one of them is going to come forward, is Steve Smith. Danny Dyke and Trent Lovett, whose leadership 
we could not have made this possible. Well, them, these guys being in the trenches and making many hard decisions. I'm going to turn this over to Danny right now, who's going to share more with you about our design team. It's been a very humbling experience for all of us. First thing I'd like to do on behalf of the construction relocation team is say thank you for entrusting us with this very big project, very big decision in the history of our church. Um, I assure you that none of us took it lightly. As Brother Allen said, we started this and we took a year to figure out who we were, what our vision was, where did we want to go. Uh, we met in 2015. Our first meeting was in Mike and Debbie Morgan's house. And we sat down with a whiteboard and we come up with that drawing, that chart that Allen had on right there. And we prayed over it and we studied it and we prayed and we met for months and months and months trying to figure out what we was going to do. And then after about a year of that, we figured it out. It was in uh, October that we decided in 16 that it was time to do something. And the team asked Steve, Trent, and myself to lead us forward. I'll never forget, we met on a Sunday afternoon. That very next day, we met in Trent's office trying to decide what we was going to do. By Wednesday, we had a plan. We had contacted two contractors, and we asked them to give us a proposal, a design-build proposal to go forward. Uh, we contacted Pinnacle Construction and John Clark Construction. And we went forward with that, and before the end of the year, we had decided what we was going to do. We presented a proposal to the church to move forward, and we had the ball rolling. Um, within the next little bit, we had selected Pinnacle Construction, and they started our design process. Pinnacle Construction had many contacts. Dennis has many contacts. Owner Dennis Smith, who's with us today. Dennis, please stand if you don't mind so everybody can see you. Um, very good friend, Christian man who understood what our vision was. And he had chose an architect that we was relatively new to the area. But um, it was definitely a God thing, Brother Steve. I think you would say that too, Trent, after meeting with them. Um, chose Integrity Architecture out of Lexington. And then uh, they chose Markham Engineering out of Paducah to do the mechanical and electrical. BFW Engineering, sister company of... Uh, Markham did the structural and civil engineering. I think uh, Bobby Dietz is here with BFW today. He was, did our civil engineering. Bobby, Ryan, would y'all stand? I see Ryan back there too. They did our civil engineering. Very thankful for them. Uh, next to them is uh, Ryan Atkins. He oversaw the project for Markham Engineering who did our mechanical and electrical. So that got us rolling. That got us started. So from there, we... Uh, got drawings. We come back to the committee with the two. I've got to tell this. I got a little ahead of myself. We come back with the two proposals, one from Pinnacle, one from uh, John Clark, Trent, and Steve, myself. We met with them. We met with um, John Clark first. Was that right? 
And uh, after that, I met with Pinnacle. We had them back to back. We did not have any time to speak to one another at all in between the two proposals. After it was over, we just sat there and stared at each other. And all three of us at the same time said, we know what we need to do. God told us. And it was the exact same thing. So the very next night, we took it back to the whole committee. Never said nothing to them about anything. Didn't give them time to talk. Showed them the two proposals. And lo and behold, God was in it. He come back 100% that we need to go with Pinnacle. Uh, that proposal was miles was just what God wanted us to do. So we brought it back to the church, and now you know from there is history. Um, like I said, great shout-out to Dennis. He'd done a wonderful job in heading up this design team. Pinnacle did. Um, Aaron Bivens, the architect, is a wonderful man, done a wonderful job. He wanted to be here today, but he couldn't. But he sent us a message. I want you all to take just a minute to look at that.
that was experienced, that was um, well-versed in making good decisions, that was very committed to the cause of making the best and highest use of every dollar that you had to use on this facility, and that were really good problem solvers. Um, at no point in the, in the project did it ever feel like people were making decisions from their own self-interest or from a personal agenda. It felt like in all stages of this project, everybody had the most important things in mind and were working towards the common goal of creating a facility that could honor God and could further the mission of First Missionary Baptist Church. It was amazing to be a part of that experience and I, I will look back on this project as being something um, that has really strengthened my faith. And I just want to thank you all for letting me be a part of that. Um, specifically, I want to thank Pinnacle Construction for their leadership throughout this job. Uh, Dennis Smith, Craig Schwetman, Kevin Holsapple, uh, you guys have led this project and worked through the worst weather and, and through difficult schedules and, and done it gracefully and without a... a a moments uh, but without a moment of finger pointing or, or any sort of uh, resistance to any challenge that came up. Um, the building committee, um, Trent and Danny and Steve and Brother Allen, you guys were amazing. Um, every time we had an issue, you guys embraced it, you made the right decisions, and you always kept God first in the, in the middle of the process. It was an amazing thing to watch, and your leadership was something that, that really impressed me and everybody in our firm. Um, but more importantly, I, I, I just want to thank the, the, the First Missionary uh, Baptist Church congregation for trusting us. I hope this facility becomes something that you're proud of. I hope as you walk up to this building, you'll see those, those curved wing walls and you'll feel the, the arms of God reaching out and bringing you into this facility. I hope when you look at the, at the stone on the building that you'll be reminded of the fact that as an individual, you may be a small piece, but as a large collective whole, you're a strong congregation that can do amazing things. I hope when you look at the wood on the, on the building, you're reminded of the cross and you're reminded of the sacrifice that Jesus made for all of us. And I hope when you see that big crucifix on the top of the building, I hope you, you will be reminded of the fact that we put God at the center of everything we do and we put him above everything else. I hope this building can be a vessel for you to continue the mission that, that you've set forth for yourself. I hope it will allow you to continue to be the church you've always been in your community, and I hope it will, it will allow you to grow into the church that you want to be in the future. Um, again, thank you so much from all of us at Integrity Architecture for letting us be a part of your team. Um, we hope you continue to grow in the ways that you have. And we hope to work with you very soon on future phase additions. Thanks. Aaron has become a dear friend of ours. And uh, once again, he was sorry he couldn't be here today. But he had children duty. He had to take kids to soccer games and different things. So he wanted to make sure we got a message from him. Which brings us to the next person I want to introduce this morning. Very integral part in what we did. Um, Mr. Craig Schwipman. Craig, come forward if you don't mind. Craig's a guy that I've known for many, many years. We could tell lots of stories on one another, but y'all don't need to know them. Um, I love Craig. He's a brother, friend. Um, several years ago, he became a true brother, though. 
And uh, I'll never forget that. Me and Steve's talked about this several times. Uh, there was no other person we would have chosen to head up this project than Craig. Because his heart, his vision, um, he got right there beside us in the trenches trying to figure out how to do this, how to make it work. And many a times we said in his office, we prayed about how to make this work. Um, one of the th things that me and him first talked about when we first started talking about this project was Nehemiah and how he was called back to build the wall and how um, God told him to rise and go build that we'd prosper. And we really felt that's what God was telling us to do here. So, Craig, I just want to say thank you on behalf of the church and behalf of the CRT. And I'm going to turn it over to you and just share your heart and uh, introduce your construction team. Thank you, Danny. Um, thanks to the construction team, I stand up humbly, stand up here humbly um, representing the, the construction team members. Uh, be before I get started on, uh, I asked Danny this morning, he said, you're going to speak today. And I said, about what? He said, whatever's on your heart. I said, all right, I can do that. I can do that. Uh, but before I do that, I want to just recognize some people um, as they've been acknowledged. Steve, Danny, and Trent have been an integral part of, of this project. Um, love getting to know. Of course, I've known Brother Allen since I was seven, eight years old. Um, but love reconnecting with him. Uh, Cheyenne, Cody, you guys do a, a tremendous job. Enjoyed getting to know you guys as well and the rest of the construction relocation team. Um, but as far as the construction team members, Danny's uh, already recognized the design team. I want to take a minute to, to recognize some of the subcontractors um, with uh, Gerald Chambers and Sons. If you guys are here, if you don't mind, just stand up. Uh, I'm not going to read everybody's names, but if you're with the company or involved with the company, please stand up so we can recognize you. Uh, Gerald Chambers and Sons, CNC Heating and Cooling, uh, Joey Briggs Sheetrock Finishing, West Kentucky Specialties, DC Electric, M&M Painting, Thompson Plumbing, Paul Howard Landscaping, Premier Fire, uh, Tour Supply Inc., Commercial Door and Hardware, Reynolds and Dole and Thompson Tile. I know there's I know there's more, but we just want to give these guys a round of applause because uh, again, I stand up here, but um, as you can see, there, there, a lot of other work was done uh, by these other team members. Uh, want to point out Kevin Holsapple, who was here day in day out, who's still here. Every other day, probably. Um, Kevin, stand up. Kevin was one that... Uh, <clears throat> they didn't say it, but they said, if Kevin doesn't do this project, you don't get it. That, that was the deal, right? Kevin doesn't do the project. So uh, that, that was part of the deal when we met with him. So... A lot of kudos to, uh, to Kevin and his family for all they've gone through here the past year and a half or so. All right, so uh, during worship, 
I couldn't help but thinking, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? Well, Danny said, talk about what's on your heart. And then Cody and Steve, you guys start singing. This is my story. This is my song. So that's what I'm going to tell you guys. And I hope that God works through me, uh, speaks through me, and I hope uh, that it touches some of you. Just a little over six years ago, I couldn't stand up here and say the things that I'm saying. And I said that during the groundbreaking ceremony. Um, I don't think I, I didn't think I was a lost person, but looking back on it, I, I was terribly lost. Um, I had grown up, uh, gone to church a little bit, gone to church twice a year, whether I needed it or not. Uh, Easter and Christmas, I'd go uh, periodically, and there were times I went, and I'd, I'd go for a year, and then, you know, I'd fall away and, and uh, just return back to the earthly things that more important to me, whether it be sports, uh, whatever it may be. So I just chose to devote my time to, to those things, and that, that lasted 40 years. Um, a lot of heartache to, to speak about through that time, as I'm sure many of you can relate to. Um, but I spent 40-plus years of my life lost, uh, not knowing it. But in order for me to get through those times, I would create a my own God. I would create a God that, you know, said it was okay to, to go out and do this or spend your time, you know, maybe playing sports or golf or whatever it may be on Sunday instead of going to church. My God understood. And that's how I got through life. That's how I got through life. Um, I failed to do this in the groundbreaking, but I want to recognize my wife, Lori. Uh, she's She's been my strength through all this, and, uh, and my story really starts with her. Um, I, Lori and I married back in 2006, and we struggled with where we would go to church. We knew we wanted to. We knew we wanted our kids to be a part of a church, um, but we just couldn't, we couldn't find one. Um, we, we just, they didn't like the church that I liked, and she didn't like the church that I liked, and so we just didn't go to church. And that's why we spent several years, um, several important years, as many of you parents know. So one night, my I came home. It was uh, it was a late evening. It's probably around eight nine o'clock, and I walk into the bedroom, and I go and I get my pajamas on. I really don't wear pajamas, but I I got my night clothes on. And I laid in bed, and she's over there reading. She might have been reading her Bible. I don't know, but I didn't pay much attention. And I laid down, and she was setting up, and she, she said something that would eventually just turn my life around. She was like, you know, uh, Taylor and her boyfriend had a, had a conversation today. And all I could think was, what in the world can this conversation have to do with me? And I remember thinking that, and it was vividly clear because I, I almost said something. I almost said, I don't care. I don't care what it is. It has, they haven't been seeing each other for about a month, two, three weeks. Nothing a 19, 20-year-old kid can say can impact my life, so I really don't care. And those were my real thoughts. So I didn't say that, thankfully. I just said, well, what, what was what they talk about? She said, well, 
Alex had told Taylor that if they were going to continue to see each other, she would have to put Christ first in her life in order for them to continue a relationship. And I thought at that moment, I was like, wow. Wow, I still get chills thinking about it. Um, what have I ever done for my children as much as this young man has said to, and I don't know if Lori felt the, the significance of this or, or not, but it, it really just took, took the breath out of me. It was a punch in the gut. It was, what are you doing for your children? And it was God speaking to me. It was God speaking to me. So over the next uh, three to four months, I would, I would start going to church, and I'd start following that, that, uh, that nudge that God was giving me. And on, on April 21st of 2013, myself, my wife, and my daughter were baptized. My life forever changed. Amen. So, you know, we talk about the journey um, of, this, of this building here, and it goes back 15 years. God, God works in mysterious ways. Amen. Um, and he's, he worked in mysterious ways with my life. You know, why did he take 40-something years? I don't know. Why did he take 15 years on this? It's all God's timing. Which reminds me that in the beginning of this, when I met with Danny, and we, we were having discussions, uh, you know, about the process and about a lot of things, I, we, just, we were just picking each other's minds on things. And my prayer initially was that whatever, whatever happens, that everything that this project has to do with would be for the glory of God. Um, and I remember praying before our, our interview with you guys. And I thought, if that's, if that's John Clark, if that's those guys, let it be, God. Let it be, because I, I don't want to be a part of something that's fake. Um, I don't want to be something, a part of something that, that pulls me away from, from God and doing what, what glorifies him. And so that was my prayer throughout. There were some other prayers, but my prayer throughout this construction project was that this would glorify God. And I, I got those answers. I continually got those answers. When I thought, oh, man, there's some conflict here. This is when, this is when the devil's going to step in, and I'm going to see him, you know. And this is going to turn me away. Nope. Time after time, the right decisions were made. Um, and I, in the first service they had here, that was, that was verified. I remember Brother Allen talking about this is not of, not of us, not of anything that we've done. But this is all for God and his glory. So as I stand up here, you know, as a representative of the, of the construction team, I just all glory to God and uh, thank you guys very much for allowing us to be a part of this uh, beautiful building and project and, and glory to God. Yeah. Before we transition to the next part, um, there's a couple of people that we left out that I feel like we need to recognize. They're home people who uh, really did a lot for this building in the closing weeks, who were here every day, uh, every night doing stuff. Uh, I want to recognize Benny Watkins, 
Benny, where are you? Stand up. Wave your hand. Do something. Benny was here for nearly every day for three weeks, helping us get everything moved in, get in place. And the other two people I want to recognize, you're not going to be able to see them, but it's Taylor Hicks, Doug Chesser. Y'all don't understand what they did for two months leading up to this thing, here night after night after night, putting in infrastructure in this building for the technology. And they just need to be recognized. I just want to say, I give them a hand of applause. So the transition from here, we're going to show a video, and then Shay will be coming to sing, and then we'll be back to Brother Allen. God is able, He will never fail, He is almighty God, greater than all we see, greater than all we ask, He has done great things, lifted up, He defeated the grave.
Well, amen. Uh, we're getting ready to come to the, what I think is the most important part of this day. And, and I think one of my favorite parts of this program has been maybe when the sound wasn't just right or the volume wasn't turned up, watching the expression on Danny Dyke's face when that happened. Thank you. Uh, you're more than welcome. Uh, we're getting ready to do what really is the most important part of all of this. And that is where we... Not us, not just you, but we dedicate this place. We're very intentional in the fact that we're not dedicating a building like bricks and mortar or stone. But we're dedicating a place. A place where we occupy. A place where we come where the Spirit of God dwells inside of us first. And then the dynamic of us coming together is that we're people filled with the Spirit of God and that becomes what this world needs. Not just a building, but a place. And so we're going to dedicate this place today uh, 
You're going to have a big role in this, and we're going to do this as a responsive reading. When I was thinking about doing this part, I thought I would really love to have a, a female voice that would lead the congregation, someone who was articulate and could be well-spoken, and I was sitting there, and my mind was going and going, and then right there in the room, there she was. So Katie is going to help us and help this was you. This last night, by the way. Yeah, this was last <laughs> night, by the way. <laughs> you just don't know what we've asked you to do yet. But we're going to kind of do this, and, and we're going to go through it first so everyone is familiar. Because here's the thing, guys. If we don't mean what we say, if we don't mean what we sing, it's vain and it's empty. It really is. So it's really important that what we say here today is not something we recite, but something that truly comes from our hearts. So we're going to do this first, Katie and I, and then we're going to do this together. Katie's voice will represent the congregation. I will do the lead. Katie, you do the response. We'll go through this together, Katie and I, and then we're all going to stand and we'll all do this together. Having been led by His Spirit, blessed by His hand, and enabled by His power and grace. We dedicate this place for His glory and for the gospel. Having encountered the saving grace of Jesus and that Jesus plus nothing is enough. We dedicate this place to express and share the pure gospel of grace in Jesus' name. Having been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We dedicate this place to worship and praise Him in spirit and in truth. Having embarked on the journey to know the unsearchable riches of Christ and that Christ in you is the hope of glory. We dedicate this place to bring to light for all the mystery of the written word and the living word. Having experienced the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. We dedicate this place as a place of Prayer and refuge for a lost and broken world. Having entered into the joy of his fellowship. We dedicate this place to love, to laugh, to celebrate, to cry, to comfort, to encourage, and to build up one another in Christ's love. Having been filled with his spirit and given the hope of an eternity with him. We dedicate ourselves to give away to generations to come all that we have been so blessed with. And then all. May God, God be forever be praised, Jesus, Jesus exalted, exalted, and his, his spirit, spirit received and followed to the, the praise of his, his glory. glory. All right. Think y'all got that? All right, let's all stand together. I'll do the leading part. Your part is going to be on the screen. And Katie, again, will lead you in that part. The dedication of this place. Having been led by His Spirit, blessed by His hand, and enabled by His power and grace. We dedicate this place for His glory and for the gospel. Having encountered the saving grace of Jesus, and that Jesus plus nothing is enough. We dedicate this place to express and share the pure gospel of grace in Jesus' name. Having been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. 
We dedicate this place to worship and praise Him in spirit and in truth. Having embarked on the journey to know the unsearchable riches of Christ and that Christ in you is the hope of glory. We dedicate this place to bring to light for all the mystery of the written word and the living word. Having experienced the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. We dedicate this place as a place of prayer and refuge for a lost and broken world. Having entered into the joy of his fellowship. We dedicate this place to love, to laugh, to celebrate, to cry, to comfort, to encourage, and to build up one another in Christ's love. Having been filled with His Spirit and given the hope of an eternity with Him. We dedicate ourselves to give away to generations to come all that we have been blessed. May God forever be praised, everyone together. May God forever be praised, Jesus exalted, and His Spirit received and followed to the praise of His glory. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Our kids are coming up. I just, um, Alan texted us on Thursday and wanted us to do the prayer of dedication and um, got to thinking about it on um, Friday, um, well, throughout the day Friday, but then we went to the ball game on um, Friday night and we're sitting with the flats, Mathis's, and um, it just hit me. And then you heard this theme throughout, but... Um, you know, even in the response of reading, um, when we first came to this church in about 16 years ago, um, what brought us here was God's truth being taught and community. And um, dedication is for a monument and for a building. So we want to... Um, Today, we want this to be a dedication prayer, but we also want it to be a charge because we are the, I am the temple. If Christ is in you, then you are the temple of the living God. And it's wherever you go, whether it's at a ball game or at a workplace. And I think you've heard that theme, but as we leave today, we want this to be a prayer of dedication and a charge to this church body to be the temple of the living God wherever you go, okay, um, bow your heads with me, um, we praise you today, Heavenly Father, uh, for this opportunity that you've given this church body, um, we praise you for this tool that you presented us with, um, that you might um, grow this church body in truth and in love, that you might um, use it um, just to strengthen families, strengthen marriages. Uh, we give you praise for this tool.
God, we just ask you, God, just to unite us in spirit, God. And as we leave this place, God, we thank you for this place. But God, as we go, remind us that we are the church. God, we are your body. God, and I just pray right now that you use us. God, each family that's represented in this body, God, I pray that Christ is our center. You are our foundation. God, and as we go from this place, God, may we shine your light to the world we live in. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done. God, we thank you for those who've gone before us. God, we thank you for those who've laid a foundation. And God, I just pray right now that you use your church just to be your hands and your feet. God, and that you use us collectively, God, to come to this place and be filled and then go and scatter in your name. God, just bless this week. God, and just bless the servants here. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the First Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. That's it for this week's teaching, but you can always find more on our website, firstmissionary.net. We'd also like to encourage you to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you benefited from this week's lesson, be sure to share it with your friends and family, then leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.